this is an ever evolving industry and it's ever changing. Yes. And this isn't like, don't think about it so much as just, I'm going to try to get a job. Think of how you're going to carve out opportunities and take opportunities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry. And in this 38th episode, I'm here with Nate Day. Throughout the podcast, we discuss the newly pivoted eights, our new ideas, eights community, innovating in the new music business, challenges and realities we face, and much more. We also play the Dream Fest game. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. For those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everybody that lives it, loves it, works in it, and surrounds it. Whether you're somebody that's dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, I have the immense pleasure of welcoming the homie. What's going on? Nate Day. Um, Oh, you want more ears? Less. A little less. Oh, because I'm screaming at you? No. <laughs> I just didn't realize. I, no, no, you're good. You're good. No, it's just a little hot. Is that okay? It's fine. There it's, we go. That's good. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dave Day's here. Um, yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. So I shouldn't be reaching over and touching. No, no, it's fine. I, okay. Um, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. It's nice to be back on. This is, I think, the is this the third time I've been on. It's been the third. It's the third time and then fourth because you had that one with Joey. That's right. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome back. It's been a long time since though. Yeah, it's been um, a little while. I think the last one was episode fifteen, which is uh, literally twenty three episodes since. That's crazy. You've been on a grind, bro. <laughs> I have. Yeah. It's been a little intense, um, which we'll probably talk about during this episode. Yeah, I, wonder, I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about that. I know we <laughs> talked about it a little bit. But yeah, yeah, off mic. Yeah. <laughs> um but you're good though yeah doing good yeah yeah, yeah doing good. Man. that's good um so because we've been on a couple times we were like we were just saying how we'd start this episode yeah because we like you have the questions you normally yeah i have like the with, like yeah. favorite sort of live experience that you know the guest sort of you know takes us through and okay. then asking you about uh erica badu quote um but i guess as a change sort of um, I guess just the first question is, uh, where are you at in the music industry for yourself? And where do you think it's going now since we last spoke to the two of us literally like five months ago? Yeah. Like just the music, like, just general. music business. Like where are you, some new things that are going on in the industry, some, some new things. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well at yeah. eights, but like just where, what are you, what you're seeing lately that's caught your eye kind of thing. Well, we were talking about this the other day, like just the shift of what feels like a bit of a, a new model and new way of doing. Honestly, I think creative productions in general, I, I, th- I don't know if it's limited to music. Yeah. Like I feel like coming out of COVID and um, we talked about this a little bit, but like people leaving the industry mm-hmm. and a lot of these creative fields and a lot of younger people. Um really diving into the tools to do things on their own and um, trying to carve new pathways and a lot of new tech coming out. It's changing how people are doing things. Um, uh, we can get into that a little bit later, but I feel like you're seeing, like, I think we're seeing a, a shift in terms of how people are thinking about creative productions in general and um, 
doing things in a little bit more of a collaborative and innovative way, which I don't know. I think I think it's just it's been a trend upwards of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think um, still really curious how AI is going to develop and impact the creative sector and music and other like film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple months ago, there was like a lot of stuff around like the like generative music and yes yeah yeah drake, that, that drake I, ai song yeah um and that's to me it's like i know that was like a bit of like a, a phase and it was like kind of went viral um but the technology is still there yeah, and yeah. It's, it's growing at like a ridiculous exponential rate and so mm-hmm. i think everything going on and um you know like there's still a lot of like congressional hearings going on and uh, i was just listening to a podcast uh with um they're the oh my gosh, of course I'm forgetting of it right now. But they're the like they do um they did the social dilemma. Um and then they did a, a big talk called the AI dilemma. Yeah. Um, and I'll get the name of it when I take a break. But they <laughs> um uh yeah, they're just they were in meetings with like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, uh founder of OpenAI, uh Sam Altman. And it's like these are talks happening right now about how they're going to regulate that technology and Mm -hmm. what that looks like. And and that's all going to impact music and all of the creative sectors. Um, And uh, there's one other thing. that Oh, there's been a lot of talk, I feel like, around. um, uh, I think the stuff going on with the the films, like the strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood. yeah. Yeah. I think we're seeing like traces of that uh spirit in the music world and like even um following some like the music union like accounts on instagram and stuff like a lot of outspoken voices on like merch cuts and venues right and how do we organize ourselves a little better how mm-hmm. do people working in the industry organize themselves um because it's just there's less money in the music system than there is in film there's less cohesion and organization and it's um just a, a bit of a, in my opinion, a bit of a free-for-all. So it's a little bit harder for people in the music industry to be like, we're going to pull our voices together and try to advocate for change. Um, but I think you like seeing that in other industries, I'm very curious to see how that spills over into other sectors. Like, And I think uh, even in the gaming world, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know that they kind of started to have some strikes happening. And I'm, I I don't know. I'm just, it's just, these are things I'm just kind of like. Yeah, observing. yeah, no, it's great. What about like as a fan, like just like mm. just generally like just sort of some some things that you're like sort of noticing in the industry? Um, I think maybe two things. Yeah, and I guess it's because we have a bit of an insight into both the artist side and like the, I mean we're both fans of music as well, but yeah, um, how people are going to make money still? And yeah, I think sure. that's still up in the air of like how do you sustain yourself as an artist mm. and an artist starting to speak out more about it and um but then i think that's really really closely tied to um tiktok and social media strategies and um how do you play the algorithm game to get your stuff out there Mm -hmm. especially as a younger artist um but also the burnout of that i think we're seeing more artists not like almost do it because they have to and be like i like it's just a weird it's like a weird uh, focus shift of really focusing on marketing mm-hmm. like so heavily 
on TikTok and posting all the time and trying to come up with con- like yeah 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 push to be content creators and influencers like first and foremost mm-hmm. um and, and there's nothing wrong with that i just i think seeing people get a bit burned out by that and i don't as like, as so, fans but also as artists yeah yeah and like as a fan yeah, yeah. like seeing artists like really try to push that yeah push sort of and then also even start to be op- like open up about being like i need to take a social media break like i can't yeah yeah doing this yeah and it's like that super fair mm-hmm. and probably healthy um but what is an industry like what's that going to do to the industry and and the, or like what's the industry going to do about it i mean like that's right. like, that, that's our strategy right now in terms right. of like getting artists out there but like is that really sustainable yeah mm. and we say like we say like okay artists need to adapt but maybe at some point it's going to be okay enough of this sort of like yeah. we that we've been seeing with the strike but maybe it's that the industry will have to adapt back to what the artists actually need yeah you know and what the economy of music needs and i think we've talked about this before so i won't harp on it again but um i think what you're seeing in the the strikes in hollywood around um like percentages not being like not having the same percentage model when things would get renewed on television and not having the same royalty payouts that you used to the yeah. same thing in music like streaming undercut a lot of um industries in that way and like spot talked about the last time 10 bucks a month to listen to all the music in the world just it, it does not generate the same money in terms of like sale to sale the way a, buying a cd would yeah exactly. and it's like yeah it's way more efficient and actually it's probably better for the environment too to not be like making this like you know having having less physical products out in the world yeah um but it did really do a huge number to the economy of music and um so I, that's why I, I mean the crossover in terms of what's happening in Hollywood. It's like the same issues happening in music. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just I feel like music is way less like unionized. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what I mean, there's as, no like, as an industry. Yeah. So it's like it's hard to be like, okay, everybody, let's let's uh, get together and uh, stop music. Like it's it's way yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 not easy to do that. And, and it's knowing who are we, like, who are the people that are supposed to solve the problem yeah exactly right because in in film it's like it's a pretty i mean i'm like really simplifying here but it's a pretty clear hierarchy in terms of like how the industry structure like it's a pretty yeah it is yeah where music is like there you have those structures but that's almost the old model like the label model and the like that kind of hierarchy that used to exist is kind of like not yet happening so much anymore and so you get this really weird blend of hobbyists with trying like like bedroom musicians literally trying to do it from scratch and yeah and getting popular without a label without um like having the tools to do it way more um like indie like doing it a way more indie way yeah um but then it's like yeah how do you organize and is it is spotify supposed to charge more money is that going to solve it is um do we need to go back to a different model of doing things do we need to rely more heavily on live music yeah to, like where like what are the pockets of like how yeah money's going to be made and obviously it's like it it's an issue up until a point and then when you're a huge artist it's like yeah you can generate tons of money doing that like top two percent yeah, yeah exactly but, yeah. um that's yeah it's a whole thing right because because even like a taylor swift and somebody that you see at a local bar literally make the same amount of money Per stream. Like per street. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, 
you can complain like a Taylor could complain as she has, right? Or like you know Drake could can, can complain he hasn't, but Drake can complain, but he's still making the amount of money, the same amount of money as if I went to a local uh, to a studio and put out a record. Yeah, um, and that and that's what I mean by the competition, like streaming undercuts. And it's the same in film. This is the same issue across the board. Is um, the streaming model, while it's super efficient and helps, it's like it's great from a consumer perspective. Of course, in the sense of like I can accessibility, have access to accessibility, yeah. and yeah. Um, distribution needs. Um, but it undercuts the competitive nature of, um, like, I'm not saying this is a good thing necessarily inherently, but we built our whole Western society on capitalism, but the whole, like, yeah, yeah. the thing with it is that it, there's a competition that drives the market up. And so it's like, I, when it comes to buying a CD, if I only have $10, I have to decide, do I like this, this album better than this album? Do I mm-hmm. like this movie better than this movie? Yeah. And the more people that make the decision of, I like this movie better, so I'm going to put my $10 towards that. Yeah. Then it drives the competition up and it's like that, that movie's rewarded or those producers are rewarded. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, the thing that we're seeing now is not necessarily what artist or what CD I want to buy with that $10, but it's which streaming service. Yeah. And it's do I want to pay per month to, 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 to have access to this limited amount of, um, uh, of, of movies or TV shows or whatever. Um, but because these shows are licensing to these to these streaming services, like a Netflix has, uh, like they don't have friends anymore. Whatever now, what I don't I don't know who has friends anymore. Whatever, maybe it's Prime or something. I don't know, but it's like you're not necessarily paying one like a uh, like streaming service like a Spotify that literally has pretty much all of the music. Yeah, you're yeah. you're paying. You like you're not you're not like. Apple versus Spotify is not Netflix versus Prime. No, no. Because it's licensed. Yeah. And you get like, yeah, and that, that's a huge distinction, I think. Or like, it, it's a pretty important distinction. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. And I think in the film world, in the streaming, like streaming television, like, um, honestly, it's just, it's a, literally a repeat of like the cable model in terms of like, I buy a package through my cable provider. Yeah. And I pick which packages I want. Totally. So for a lot of people... It just ends up being the same where it's like, yeah, okay, I'll just pay for Prime, Netflix, yes, Paramount Plus or whatever. Because it comes up to the same as if I had a cable package. Exactly. Anyways. So it's just really a repeat, like a repeat of that. But the but biggest music, thing. You don't have that. Exactly. It's yeah. like even that, that's not really. And what that does is that eliminates the idea of competition because if people just buy all of them, then it's not. A, I'm not competing for like, yeah, I have to pick between Netflix and Disney Plus because people are just like, well, I'll just yeah. not have cable and then I'll just buy all five. Yeah, where in Spotify and Apple Music, it's like, yeah, you have title, you have like a couple of, but it's like it's yeah, just yeah. Apple Music and Spotify, really, and it yeah. just really comes like for a lot of yeah. people. It, the biggest, the biggest difference between cable and streaming services now, it it won't be, um, like accessibility to all material. It'll be on demand versus scheduled. Because a lot of, like, my family, we buy a lot of different streaming services because we're into the sports and we're into yeah, yeah, yeah. The different things. Um, but the the biggest difference now between cable and streaming services is that I can go watch Modern Family <laughs> or whatever at any time I want. But on cable, you had to wait at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. It, it, 
the, the competition between streaming services are lessening because people are buying more subscriptions to more s- streaming services. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the music, and I, I, that's like, like, I don't really know what the solution is on the music side too. Cause it's yeah. not, yeah. Because yeah. what we've done, we've, we've moved to a model that is, it's like, well, what we're seeing and why pe- uh, one of the major reasons people are going on strike, although there's a lot of reasons, is I'm not getting paid enough for what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. And it's like, how do I, like, yeah, yeah. Your, your company is generating tons and tons of income off of all these um, creative properties, but the people making it don't feel like they're being compensated enough or that there's enough trickle down. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what, is, what does that mean? And I think not to just like focus on diagnosing the problem. Cause like you could do that all day Yeah. in terms of like what do solutions look like? That's what I want to get into afterwards. Cause that's what we've been talking about Yeah. is like, I do think we're at a phase where in it's, it literally feels like innovation can happen and new models can happen. And I think that's starting to have people are experimenting with different like technology and different ideas and different ways of doing things. Yeah. Um, but I think that needs to happen, and I think there's like a welcome space for a lot of young voices to come up and like innovate. How you like keep? Um, how do you say like uh, refining an industry? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. general, yeah. And, um, all that to be said is, yeah, I think there's a, we're at a really interesting point, and um, there's a lot of space for new voices. It's a when we were in a music business class, um, <laughs> who said it? It was like, oh, you don't, you don't get a job in the music industry. You find out. It was, what, did, what did he say? Was it Liam? Was I don't know. Liam? He said. We like, were in the same classes. <laughs> I know. But, uh, yeah, true, true. Um, I'll see if I can. He, he said something really interesting. It was like one of our first classes in this like music management course. But he was like, when you go out from here and go into the music industry. Yeah. Um, you're not like, don't look for a job. Look for opportunities. Like you're making opportunities. Um, cause he's like, this is an ever evolving industry and it's ever changing. Yes. Yeah. And this isn't like, don't think about it so much as just, I'm going to try to get a job. Think of how you're going to carve out opportunities and take opportunities. And I was like, that's a really interesting way to think about it. Yeah, of course. We have a dialogue in society too, where it's like, oh, everything's already been done before. Like that idea has already been done. Um, but I think now we're seeing a lot of pressure on systems not working super well. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I guess we got to. Or being just like obviously, like shit, right? To say right. the least. Yeah. And like, yeah, like there's there's now a lot of of room to innovate. Yeah. Um. And because of technology, but also because of like how much change the world has been through over the past like three to five years. Yeah. Especially with the pandemic, like a lot of people are seeing better ways to do things. Um. And yeah. they're not also they're not afraid to challenge it. Yeah. And it's not to say. It's it's always a response to change. Like the and I don't want to crap yeah. on streaming because it was a shift in a new model and it was very innovative. Um, but the the pattern about like of humanity in general is you make a change and then you have to adapt to whatever impact that change had that no one saw coming. It's like the invention of cars is amazing. Now we have crazy pollution problems. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, fossil fuels. Amazing. Look at all this output and productivity we can have. And it's like, oh, there's a problem now associated with that innovation and that change we have to solve. Too. It's like we're always creating innovation, always comes with some other problem that we didn't see coming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still have the foresight to not 
run into that. But having like streaming as an example of of one of those innovations that now yeah. on the other side of it is like, oh crap, maybe we're not generating like the the model isn't actually generating enough revenue to sustain the industry the same way right that it did before. Yeah, so it's like okay, let's innovate again. Yeah, let's be open and um, have those discussions because I don't know. It's like I don't want to crap on Spotify or Apple because they didn't. It's not like anyone went out and intended to like. They're trying to cause a problem. They're trying to fix a problem. Yeah, they're, so. they're, and they did. They did. Yeah. And yeah. now comes other issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. and of course, like these streaming services gave us, um, you know, some answers. I think now we can sure, say yeah. we can definitely say that the human like society wants in demand stuff. Yeah. You know, when they, when they, whenever they want it, they should they want the accessibility to it. Hundred percent, um, and they want uh, accessibility to a lot of materials, diversity of uh, products, and just entertainment. Yeah, it's convenience um, of it. Yeah, right. so we definitely know though these two now, but now it's to think about with the producers and how to compensate them correctly, um, which, to be honest, like has been always been an issue in all industries. <laughs> I think for for so many yeah. things, it's just that with technology. And the, innovate, the, the the quick innovation of streaming services and the creative industries and a lot of these things comes with a lot of different, um, just new problems. <laughs> totally. And I really like the, um, I'm sure we'll talk about this more after too, but um, I was listening to that Learn Live Music podcast with Suna Ray. And Shout out. Yeah. Learn Live Music has been great. Yeah, great, great new podcast. Um, but... Yeah, she said something really in, like interesting that I it makes sense. I just hadn't thought of it in this way before, but um, just identifying how new in, of an industry the modern music industry is compared to other sectors of society like outside of the creative world. Yeah, um, and she was saying like you know the modern music, especially the live music industry as we know it, or recorded music industry. It's like you could probably trace the modern version of it back to. I'm trying to remember from music class, like 50s or 60s. Like, I don't know when they started like printing records and having live yeah. shows that were like a band on a stage. You know, you've had, ver- like, obviously, you've had that for a long, long, long time. But in terms of the modern version of that, it's very young compared to like, yeah, it's not the health sector, the finance sector, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, you know, yeah. automobile sector. They, these things have been around for, you know, they've had decades on the music industry. At least. Yeah. And I thought it was almost like, a very encouraging thought. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like there's still room to grow. Like this is like, there's a lot of opportunity here to keep, keep growing. And yeah, yeah, and, and figure yeah. things out. So, <laughs> nice way to think about it. Great. Well, cool. that was a really um, long intro. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. No, it's great. I mean, I think we're already like thirty minutes in. No, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're heading on. Uh, we're heading on thirty. Cut. Um, no, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> topic one. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. Um, the new eights. The title of this yeah. this episode is the new eights, I believe, unless it changes in post production. Um, I'll just open it up to the floor, floor to you, but also just like because I know this is this is um, just so much of a like a, the new eights being the both of us. So I, I'm sure we'll have both like we'll both have things to say. But with a guy that has a computer in front of him, what is the new eights about? Yeah, I think this 
Well, I also like just to start. Um, I love being able to like discuss this stuff and put it out in the world because this is like I want anyone who is listening to this to know that this is like active processing between the two. Like, this is us still processing. Yeah, out loud, of course. Know? And it's like great to put it out and like use this as a way to get feedback as well and and be a bit of an invitation to like share what we're thinking about and doing. Um, but I have to say that in a service-based business, you're always innovating your, your service. Yeah. That's so it's true. like, this will never stop. Yeah. Which is, but I also <laughs> love that we can like, I don't know. No, no, I, I, I agree. It, you know, I totally understand. Um, Cause that's hundred percent what's happening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think we've been um, just over the last year. I don't know. It's a lot of trial and error in terms of um, what we want to do and also where the needs are in this industry. Um, and in balancing what we want to do, what needs we're seeing, and um, what we're good at, you know, yeah, and what we can make money doing, <laughs> all of those things, hundred um, percent. And uh, so I think it comes like our pivot, kind of, is I feel like maybe more of just a, a narrowing in on on what we want to do as opposed to necessarily like really pivoting, like. A, it's not a change of direction so much as it is like a clarification of what yeah, we yeah. want to focus in on. But yeah. um, I think to to summarize kind of our goal as it stands right now mm-hmm. is um, to place ourselves in between, like really focus on being on the in-between of the music production and touring. And I think... Yeah, recorded music production. Yeah, recorded yeah. music production and then the touring. And... And we kind of identified between the two of us that there's these three stages, at least in the touring pipeline, where the artist writes their music, they're in the studio, and that takes one team. And then there's playing the show on the road and the logistics of road management and how do we do setup and tear down every night? Mm-hmm. How do we what hotels are we at? What's our schedules? Like that's a beast in and of itself. But in between those two things, you need a a roadmap to get from the recorded music to going out on tour. Um, and I think as we kind of like saw that, it's like, how do we, how do we focus in on that? Cause I think we just realized we we're probably, that's the point we're really passionate about. Yeah. And uh, systematizing the design and the build of a show in a way that it can be done efficiently and do justice to the vision of the art of music. And then also be systematized and, uh, oper- operationalized in a way that helps the tour and helps the show go out on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you take a look at our website, we tried to, I think, tried our best to articulate that, which is we want to be in that middle spot of designing and producing really effective and cohesive shows. And as the two of us, um, maybe over time shift our efforts away from trying to do all of it, like trying to be in sessions with musicians, recording music, trying to be on the road and really like, okay, how do we, how do we focus ourselves in that middle space to be what we're, the word we're kind of working with right now is creative production managers to help oversee the vision and start to pull teams together to design the show. Yeah. Um, And um, solve, solve that problem. But, Focus on that problem first. Yeah, 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 touring has problems. Recording music has problems. But in terms of the design of a show, that 
as a whole of itself. So I don't know if I articulated that super well, but no, exactly. Um, yeah. I think that's where no, it's a great explanation. Thank you, Nate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For me, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's coming in between the recording of a record and sort of that tour. What does an artist do in between? Normally an artist or a manager necessarily wouldn't themselves know they, they know the process, you know, they know that they have to do X of X things, but sometimes they don't know how to, mm-hmm. which is the eights is the how. The yeah. what and the how, where we come in in the creative vision part of things after the record, and then how we do it. Yeah. And, you know, eights, uh, as you said as well, as creative production managers or a management team, firm. Yeah. Collective. I don't know what what it is yet. Land on, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's to sort of execute, manage, or sorry, sorry, ideate first, manage and execute a tour. But it's before it hits the road, which right. is a like whole the thing. Show. Like the yes. show as the replicated thing over time. Yeah. That's right, and the replication thing is uh, is is key for us because. No matter how big the show is, it needs to be replicated more than once, you know, like yeah. at least. And there's some tours that go on for years, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So the replication is is very key to our process, being it, making it simple for the people that actually we hand the product to yeah. in a way, in many ways, you know, because, again, like you said, there is a touring crew, but then there's the creative side of things um where yes the creative side of things is so important so vital but a lot of these creatives currently is what we found out is that there needs to be still some management and logistics to all these things yeah and that's where sort of we come in there yeah i think it really does come out of the heart of um like collaboration and cohesion yes yeah and um yeah, like when people ask, like, oh, well, what do you do? Or what do we do? Um, I mean, we're, we're still kind of figuring it out, but it, I think it feels like every single time we do something, we're figuring it out. But that in and of itself is the role that I feel like is needed and that I think we can offer help in. Yeah. It's like... Um, what is the process to figuring it out? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you know, I can't, like, say, diagnose, like, the whole the industry as a whole, but I think just from the people we've talked to and the experiences we've had, like we've seen um, how tough it is to work in a freelance based industry mm-hmm. um, where there isn't, there isn't really dialed in systems. Like everyone's kind of doing it their own way and like doing handoff notes. And like, it's like some people that we were just talking last night with a new friend of ours yeah, yeah, yeah. and playback who was saying like, I've worked with guys who, give me the best handoff notes ever. And then I've also showed up to gigs where I get absolutely zero notes and I'm figuring it out on the fly. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just the nature of when, you know, trying to pull teams together in silos, you know what I mean? So you got someone who's a video designer over here. You've got somebody who's um, doing front of house and sound engineering over here. You've got somebody who's doing playback over here. You've got the band over here. And a lot of times they're just pulled in like as freelancers, but it's like, who's really helping gel all those things together yeah and earlier on in the process and i think that's the the heart of it is like okay how do we come in to help artists and maybe we're not you know i know i'm not the best sound like best sound guy i'm not the best 
rig builder or the best, even the best musician, you know? Yeah. But it's like, I know that you and I can help talk to all those people and we really like want to help the team be cohesive. Yeah. Early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring those voices into the room early on for the artist. Um, and that's, I think, kind of the goal is like, what's it, what's a model of building a show where you get all the creative voices in the room sooner so you're creating a map that can help help the team do their job well yeah. when they are on the road mm-hmm. and having to do different versions of the show. Um, and, you know, you're not just throwing it together and trying to be, you know, <laughs> like super scrappy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I think that's, like, that's the heart behind it. And yeah. I, I, I think we're seeing other people start to think in that way. Yeah. Like I mentioned um, Playground. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, stuff going on at Beehive and the stuff going on um, just at other, uh, like, I'm a person and, and just outside of music too and, and other visual um, like production design houses. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, I think that's a very important value going forward is collaboration yeah. and having multiple voices in the room that are cohesive. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And and again, I just want to clarify as well, like we're not necessarily like, um, we're not like uh, business coaches or like team <laughs> like mediators or something like we're not like we don't yeah yeah, we don't like we're not like uh music production like therapists although maybe it's an avenue that we go into yeah um but it's it's really just working with artists and seeing how they get to a tour more effectively efficiently and cohesively yeah Um, because that's been a big part of a lot of issues um that have happened in the past i think thinking about i I don't know if you want to talk about like how we got to this you know um but it's like a lot of the issues that we were experiencing or that a lot of the people that we've talked to have been experiencing is the amount of time that they have, which has, has been limited yeah, and uh, yeah. just the cohesiveness of a team. And if we can also make the creative that way. Yeah. That's like, start from there. Like, yeah. You know I mean, like start the build process. I, yeah. Not, I, and like, I, not to go too off the track here. Um, but this is again. This is a lot of like verbal processing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I was listening to a podcast on the way in today. Oh my with goodness, Ed Catmull, King. I love love Ed. Yeah, um, but he was talking about the startup of Pixar and and you know like creativity and but he was he said something that I thought was really interesting, which is when they were making Toy Story, because mm-hmm. um, Lewis Howes, who's I think School of Greatness podcast, he's being interviewed on. Um, he was asking like, "How like, you never made a movie before? Like, how did you know right like, what you're doing?" Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about how, um, how much emphasis he had put on helping a team work well together and bringing in good people. And he's like, "We got really lucky to have a great team." And so my emphasis was like, "How do we work well together yes. effectively?" Because he said he was like, "None of those people had ever made a movie before." So he's like, "We were all beginners." and all learning how to do it. And they were making the first animated film, so they had, like, a really big technological kind of, or technology feat they were trying to, like, figure out. Um, but I just thought that was, like, so encouraging. I, I, I wanted to tell you that. Anyways, That's great. Of, like, that idea of, like, oh, there's, like, a lot of value in, like, having people from different backgrounds, from different, um, even industries, you know what I mean, come in, and it's, like, it's okay if you've not 
built a show before. I was encouraging to me yeah. too because I'm like, I don't have a ton of experience yet. Right. You know? But I love that idea of starting first with trying to identify problems and then being like, how do we, because I think really what's behind it is like, how do we bring a team together under an umbrella yeah. right away that are like, can start to work well together and then lead a process um, to de- like develop and deliver a really wonderful show, you know, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. have everything in place to, to do it well um, and do it smoothly. Um, but I I just found that very encouraging. Yeah, it's great. That's really yeah. where we're at. And, and I, he also mentioned this idea of like being a researcher first. And I was thinking about that as well in terms of our process. Like, I think that's really the point we're at. Yeah. Still now, like now and probably will be for a while, which is like trying to just talk to people, like have our own experience and then also talk to people like, what issues are you running into? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, and really trying to articulate them. Yeah, like yeah. At what point in the process those issues are coming up? Like we were talking with TJ last night being like, I never have enough prep time and I always get stems that are messed up and like never, you know, so it's like, okay, that's, that's a problem. Like playback. I, we've run into it, probably know a lot of playback guys run into it. So it's like, okay, where in the chain of show development does that problem get solved? Yes. And who's involved in that? So it's like, okay, if we're starting a show build from scratch, how do we look ahead and be like, okay, like what would solve that problem for that person down the road? Yeah. On the show. Or, yes. Or call time. He was like, I always get called, like a lot of playback guys get called to call time way ahead. And then I can't do anything <laughs> until like four hours into show setup. Dude. So it's like, okay. But then tracing back, like, where's that issue come, you know? Yeah. But you don't find out all those problems until you get in on the ground and, like, talk to everybody. And then I think our, like, what I, and I think this is also why, like, it just made me realize, I'm like, this is, this is a super long process. Yeah. And that's okay. And I'm like, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, not to say you were, I don't want to come in with a huge head here and be like, oh, like, we're going to fix things, but it's yeah. like, it's just the goal of like working with any artist. It's like, Hey, how do we set you up to try to mitigate as many problems as possible on the road and like think ahead Yeah, and not continue this pattern of like, I have an idea. Let's like throw it together in two weeks, you know, and, yeah. or throw it together in four days <laughs> or whatever. Or, you know, um, I think other, like under other industries have methodologies and systems to kind of, help plan really cohesive things like and you have to it's like, yeah well the film working. industry yeah film industry i think is honestly i think there's a lot to learn from the film industry even though i know everybody's on strike right now but yes in terms no, of the so many of like things. how a show is developed and taken to production yes it's, like, it's a really like like seeing the inside of that was like a really like amazing process for me to be like wow like it really dialed in yeah everything from a industry like from a production standpoint in terms of how things effectively run and how call sheets are run and yeah. how the hierarchy is set up and how money flows and definitely not perfect. Obviously because the whole industry is on strike right now. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think there's a lot to learn or other sectors too, like health. It's like, yeah, you know, well then building a hospital, the health like, system is so systematic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like ridiculous in, the, in any creative enterprise, like any creative enterprise or project, you have to be adaptable and things are going to change and issues are going to come up and ideas are going to be, cause it's creative. So yeah. you have to be able to adapt and, and it can't be so dialed in, but it's like, we could probably dial it in a little bit more Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to make everybody's lives a little less stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who are we looking to work with during this process? Like, I, yeah. if if we're creative production like uh, managers, who maybe not maybe maybe individuals, but also maybe like um, like who are the companies that are doing it now, and, and and how do we also make ourselves a little like stand out or just different? Because from my research, I haven't necessarily found uh, a company that's sort of wanting to do what we want to do exactly. There's a lot of it, companies yeah. that are doing individual aspects of what we're sort of trying to do. Yeah. I I think we're still, yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure of the answer on that yet. That's yep. kind of like, honestly, like personally, I feel like that's a bit of a goal of mine this fall is to like think a lot about that while I'm not on the road. Yeah. Because... I'm not going to be on the road this fall. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm also seeing that as a bit of a blessing in the sense to be like, I really want to dive into that thought process and like, who's, who else is thinking this way? Yeah, yeah, I think we're seeing that a little bit. Like I mentioned the playground. Yep. And I think, I, I think they're like, playground, beehive, human person are all in doing, I think, iterations of this. And I think we're seeing individuals do this too. Individuals that are getting called on to be like, hey, can you pull together all the pieces for me? Yeah. If you yeah. oversee pulling together all the pieces and make, you know, take care of that. Um, and that's been a role in the past. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, don't get us wrong here. They're, production managers exist. Musical directors exist. Totally. Yeah. And they're doing it. Like, they're doing it. Yeah. Um, but it's like kind of in but the That's spirit, the point. Yeah. In the spirit of like how, how do we make that the norm? And help facilitate that. Well, and the cohesion of it too. Yeah. Because okay, yes, MDs and and lighting designers, yes, they talk, but let's get them in early on, you know, and let's get get them yeah. a part of the core team and all these things. It's like the cohesiveness. Yeah, under and the visibility, one umbrella. I think, as well, like the visibility of just the music industry in general. Yeah. Um, and educating people, I think, is huge. Yeah. Um, and I mean, educating people, not in the sense of just like, um, like educating people in terms of getting people opportunities and making it more clear what does go on behind the scenes of how to pull together a show and helping people learn early on when they're coming up. And that's what I really found inspiring about, um, that podcast. I'm talking about it a lot, but that podcast with Sooner Ray and the, like the, they run the even network too. Yeah. Um, uh, like trying to create more formal apprenticeship programs mm-hmm. in the state of California. I was like, that's an amazing initiative. Like, yeah, how do like younger people coming up, like how do we help people learn early on how to, how to do their jobs well and not just have to figure it out on the fly yes, and get yeah. proper mentorship and, you know, have yeah. like a lot more knowledge transfer where it's not this gate kept like, yeah, community yeah. where it's like, how do like, yeah what's what's going on behind the scenes there and unless i kind of know somebody or kind of like yeah get, get in the right way um and it'll make our industry better the, I you know it's so, like yeah well of course like if there's more education and mentorship and people get in early on you know i think it's neat it, you know i think it's yeah. i think it's important it allows for innovation too because like yeah it's well i think live music is so wonderful and going to a live show is so amazing like it's like what an amazing experience to see this kind of like music performed in a visual and like, you know, right in front of your eyes. Like it's such a beautiful thing. Um, and it's like the more we can help people do that. Well, the be- like 
the better, not just for the people in the industry, but for people experiencing it and for artists. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that requires new voices and allowing new voices to come into the room. And totally, uh, I think our, our my hope, at least, with what we're doing is like, um, it's weird. It's like I feel like because just on a more personal level, yeah. <laughs> because I know that I don't know things super well in terms of like you're saying like tech and like the electrical and like pyro and like how to sure, mix sure. ears it's like i yes. know i don't have all the technical skills to do that so yeah like, oh man like how great would it be to like pull together a really cohesive and amazing team of great people who can do those things and yep. like help them yeah it's like and help a team do really well yep and um that's what i'm really excited about yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's the part like i love doing that and i love helping be part of that and um mm-hmm. i hope people working in the you know, feel the same way to look like would like to be a part of teams like that. So yeah, um, I feel like I'm rambling a ton. No, 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 it's great. So like a bit of a disclaimer earlier. I was no, like, no, no, no. It's um, it, it's great to even just process this on mic, um, mm-hmm. just for ourselves, but also like it gives like, you know, the listener also the opportunity to sort of think about the process. You know, yeah, and like a bit of a, yeah, I don't know. It's like a, I, I want to be transparent as well with what we're thinking through. And and also as like an invitation as well, you know what I mean, to align ourselves with people thinking the same way. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to put these ideas out there. Yeah, I think our one of our bigger goals uh, in the recent couple of months, and really, I think it's a big goal even just after last night. You know, in mm-hmm. regards to um, <laughs> meeting other people, in regards to just no, getting to know what their realities are, what their mm-hmm. issues are, and how we potentially could make it better. Um, That's been a, I think that'll be a big thing moving forward. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just in regards to what we're sort of looking at currently, you know, because we don't know everything that's going on and we can own, own that, you know, Um, but but it's how to make the industry and the processes and the systems a better place. Yeah. Yeah. And like finding those, like I said, tracing back issues to where they, where they come up in the pipeline yeah, and like getting to the roots of it early mm-hmm. when we are building a show with an artist from scratch, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. as we're starting to do that, mm-hmm. it's like helps us like look ahead and be like, okay, you know, when one of our artists goes out on the road, like what is she, like how can we help them think ahead and, and us think ahead yeah. and set things up in a way to help not run into those problems later. And um, yeah, that's kind of the goal, I think. Hey everybody, Matt here, coming to you live from London, England. We're here on tour with Elio. Uh, you just listened to the part one of two parts of the new eights episode uh, for the Color Machine podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode, uh, and thanks for listening.